Welcome back to High Hope Sports Test. This is DJ, your host, and this is a podcast covering the Minnesota Vikings and the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's right, the skull and the howl. Don't forget to like the show on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and more. All right. Let's get to it. Welcome back to High Hope Sports Cast, everyone. Season three, episode four. Um, it's th- this season is uh, going by fast. I know it's only episode four, but um, it- it's just moving right along. Uh, so, as always, uh, kind of what's on deck. Uh, I do have a small uh, Wolves Den this time. I just have a couple of things there, not very much. Um, and then we got the, the quick cap for week three for the NFL. Uh, a few tidbits of NFL news. Uh, my fantasy store. Um, pick em game results were interesting uh, this week between me and JJ. Uh, and then we dive into the uh, Minnesota and Detroit game recap and topics. Uh, and then we kind of look forward uh, to our London game uh, versus the Saints coming up. So uh, that's kind of what the episode will uh, include this week. Uh, so we will jump into the Wolves then. All right, uh, training camp, it, it just started for the Wolves recently, uh, and then uh, preseason uh, starts on Tuesday, October 4th, I believe, uh, and th- the regular season for the NBA uh, starting in about three weeks or so. Um, so that's that's pretty exciting. I can't wait to see um, this team with Rudy Gobert and the you know, Austin Rivers, Bryn Forbes, Kyle Anderson, all the additions that we got uh, over the offseason. Um, so it, it's interesting. Um, and then another thing, on Tuesday morning, um, Paul Allen, uh, he, he kind of he covers all Minnesota sports. Um, so he actually was at... Um, I believe the practice facility for the Timberwolves um, on the radio, and he had D'Lo on there. Uh, D'Lo was on there talking to to Paul Allen for a couple minutes. And uh, uh, first off, I just wanted to say congrats to D'Lo uh, and his family. Uh, they just had a baby boy named Riley, uh, so congrats to D'Lo on on having uh, a kid. A uh, little baby boy named Riley. Um, then, then just one thing I took from that uh, interview between PA and D'Lo was uh, PA asked him uh, about that rough playoff series uh, against Memphis. And he responded and said he it, it to him it wasn't really tough just because he kind of knew that they were still trying to figure it out. Uh, and their ducks weren't in a row, as he said, so it 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 didn't really come tough. He he kind of expected it. I I don't know. I I I, I kind of I, I understood what he was saying, 
But then again, I didn't just because it's like, okay, you're a player. You're supposed to have the mentality of, okay, we're going to win this. We're going to move on. Um, so maybe that, maybe it was all in Delo's head. Maybe that's why he didn't perform, uh, that good in the playoffs like he did in the regular season. Maybe that had an effect on him. I don't know. Maybe, you know, his mentality was different. I, I don't know. Hopefully that, that turns around. Uh, and he, he says it, it's, it comes in phases. Uh, so like, the first round teams that move on, they, they, you know, they figure it out. They figure out how to move on. Uh, the Timberwolves did not figure it out to get past that first round. Uh, and then you move on to the second round. They figure it out, you know, how to move on to the third round and, and so on and so on, you know. And <clears throat> obviously the Warriors, they won the championship. So um, it, it's kind of like a button with the Warriors you they push that button in the playoffs you're you're done <laughs> Steph Curry is you know if he's upright and healthy no it, it's over basically um but it, it it's all that's what he said um and it's kind of it's kind of common sense if you, if you think about it you know it, take a game at a time series at a time however you want to think about it and you just figure it out uh not in the long run but you know you break it down game by game you you figure it out how to win that game move on to the next game you gotta figure something new out it might be a different team um make adjustments whatever um it, it just i guess it's just time and common sense so i i don't know I don't know really why he said that. I mean, because if anyone knows and understands sports, that's just kind of sports common sense. Uh, so um, that's really kind of all I have for the Wolves then. Um, I know my buddy was asking me if I was going to start this up again, uh, and I said I didn't really have anything, and I, I kind of heard this D'Lo interview, so I kind of – decided to to start off a little small here um so yeah the wolves then uh it's small but it, it it's it was back this week so um next we'll go to the week three twitch tap all right here's your week three quick tap uh we start off with the thursday night game the steelers and the browns uh, Trubisky looked uh, pretty good in the first half, uh, but Jacoby Percet and the Browns were able to get this done. Uh, 29 to 17, Pittsburgh is one and two. Browns are two and one. And then we go to the Saints and the Panthers. I thought the Saints were gonna pull this off, um, but the Carolina Circus uh, and Baker Mayfield, uh, they do pull out the win 22 to 14 over the Saints both teams are one and two uh, and the Saints play in London next week against the Vikings um, James Winston is kind of banged up uh, so we'll see how that goes uh, and then the next game the Texans and the Bears 
Uh, this was actually closer than I thought. Uh, the Bears and Justin Fields do get it done 23-20. to The Texans are 0-2-1. The Bears are 2-1. Alright, the Chiefs and the Colts. Now this game, this game was, uh, I had a shocker last week. This is a shocker this week. Uh, the Colts came into this game, had not won a single game. Uh, the Chiefs were 2-0. You thought that I thought that the Chiefs were just gonna blow the Colts out of the water. Not the case in here. Uh, the Colts get their first win of the season. They beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs 20 to 17. The Colts are one, one, and one, and the Chiefs fall to two and one. Now, probably the biggest game of the week that had the most hype around it was the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins. This was a very close game. Uh, the Dolphins uh, do get it done 21 to 19. The Dolphins are one of only two undefeated teams left in the NFL. Uh, Dolphins are 3 and0. Bills fall to two and one. Uh, Tua took a, a hit in this game. Uh, fell on his uh, head and kind of um, and then he I don't know he kind of got back up, wobbled a little bit left. Uh, there's an investigation. Uh, We'll, we'll see how that goes. Uh, the Vikings and the Lions. Man, uh, at halftime it was it was tied 14 all. Uh, the Vikings were down double digits twice in this game. They came back both times. The Vikings did a four point win. They win 28 to 24 over the Lions. The Vikings are two and one. The Lions are one and two. Next we got the Ravens and the Patriots. This was a pretty high-scoring game. Uh, many people have said Lamar Jackson is kind of the front-runner right now for MVP. Um, the Ravens beat the Patriots 37-26. to Ravens are 2-1. Patriots are 1-2. Uh, Mac Jones was also hurt in this game, uh, so they'll be without their quarterback for a little bit. Uh, Bengals and Jets. Uh... I, I definitely thought the Bengals were going to win this game, uh, and they did. They win 27-12. to 12. Both teams are 1-2. and two. Uh, The Raiders and Titans. I was hoping the Titans were going to have a bounce-back game after that horrible loss against Buffalo. They do. They uh, beat the Raiders 24-22. The Las Vegas Raiders are the only team that uh, is 0-3. And then the Titans go to one and two. And then the Philadelphia Eagles and the Washington Commanders. Uh, Jalen Hurts, he's playing like the MVP too. Uh, the Eagles do beat the Commanders 24 to eight. The Eagles are the other undefeated team at three and zero. And the Commanders are one and two. Jaguars and Chargers. This was a shocker of a game as well. Uh, definitely thought the Chargers were going to beat them. Uh, Justin Herbert was banged up. He, his ribs hurt, um, but he did play the whole game, I heard. Uh, Jaguars. Uh, they do get it done. 38-10 to over the Chargers. The Jaguars are 2-1. and one. The Chargers are now 1-2. and two. All right, the Rams and the Cardinals. Uh, this game could have gone either way, um, but uh, the defending champs, Los Angeles Rams, 
do pull out the win over Tyler Murray and the Cardinals 20 to 12. Rams are two and one, Cardinals are one and two. Felton's and Seahawks, this was a close game. Battle of the Birds, um, Marcus Mariota and the Felton's did it done 27 to 23 over Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Both teams are one and two. The Packers and the Buccaneers, the Battle of the Goats, Aaron Rodgers versus Tom Brady. Uh, I I picked the Packers in this game, um, and it, it was pretty close. It kind of controversial there at the end of the the game at the two point conversion play, but ultimately the Packers uh, squeak out the win, 14 to 12. Both teams are two and one. All right, Sunday night football: the 49ers and the Broncos. This was a weird game. Um, <laughs> I didn't see this coming. I thought the 49ers were going to blow the Broncos out of the water. Not the case in this one as well. Uh, The Broncos come back late in the game. They win by one point, 11 to 10. That's a weird scoring game. (laughs) Uh, The Broncos are two and one, surprisingly, and the 49ers fall to one and two. All right, now Monday night game between the Cowboys and the Giants. I definitely thought the Giants uh, have been playing good this uh, these first couple weeks. Thought they were going to get to three and zero. Not the case against the boys. Cowboys win twenty three to sixteen with Cooper Rush. Both teams are two and one. All right, that is your week three quick tap. Uh, catch week four quick tap next week. Thank you. All right, now we're going to move on to some uh, NFL news around the league. Uh, first thing I got is, uh, we know now who will be performing at the Super Bowl halftime, uh, and it will be Rihanna. She will be performing the Super Bowl halftime show in Arizona in February. Um, and then the NFL announced on Monday morning that they will replace the tackle, I'm sorry, will replace tackle game with flagged football and stills competitions for the Pro Bowl. Uh, There's been a lot of talks of that in the most recent past uh, that the the Pro Bowl game is kind of boring. No one wants to get injured. I I don't know how to feel about flagged football. I I guess we'll see how how it goes. Um, So... Yeah, that that's it. I, I'll just I'll give it a trial year, see what it's like, and then I'll I'll, I'll judge it after that. But it, it it's kind of weird, but it, it makes sense at the same time. So, um, and then you heard in the quick tap about Tua, uh, the the Dolphins two B, uh, he did, um, he he got hit, he fell, he slammed his head on the the turf, he got up, walked a couple steps, and then he kind of stumbled. Uh, and people were kind of helping him back. He left the game, uh, went to concussion protocol, was cleared, and came back into the game. Um, well, the, I guess the NFL Players Association is investigating whether or not the concussion protocol uh, was followed through properly uh, and, you know, what actions were took 
to lead to Tua's return to that that game on Sunday. Uh, so I'll be following that. Uh, and then the last thing here I, I mentioned in quick tap as well, Patriots quarterback Mac Jones suffered a severe high ankle sprain. Uh, reportedly, he will miss about four weeks. Uh, so the veteran Brian Hoyer will be at quarterback for Bill Belichick and the Patriots for a few weeks. Um, then uh, my, my fantasy week, um, I, I thought I was going to lose, um, but I picked up Devontae Smith, Curtis Samuel, um, and, and I did end up winning um, by like, I don't know, 40 points or something like that. So, uh, yeah, it was a good week for me in fantasy. Um, pick them game results between me and JJ. Uh, it, it was it was a close one again. Um, so the different we had five different picks this week. Um, I picked the Saints. Uh, JJ picked the Panthers. Uh, he won that one. Um, let's see here. What are the other ones? Uh, I picked the Titans. He picked the Raiders. I won that one. Um. I picked the 49ers, he picked the Broncos, he won that one, and uh, I picked the Giants, and he picked the Cowboys, uh, and he won that one, and uh, oh, the Packers and Buccaneers, I picked Packers, he picked Buccaneers, I won that one, Um, so we were tied going into Monday Night Football, Um, so I had the Giants, he had the Cowboys. Uh, so it came down to that to to break the tie finally, and uh, the Giants couldn't get it done for me, and uh, so he has the lead after uh, week three. So he went uh, eleven and five on the week. I went ten and six. So our overall uh, records are um, JJ with twenty eight nineteen and one, and I'm at twenty seven twenty and one. Uh, still tight battle. He's only got a one-game lead on me, so we'll see how week four goes. Uh, and you can get, uh, you can see those picks. I will. They're posted uh, Wednesday evening. I, I usually post our picks um, on social High Hope Sports Test social media pages, so you can go check it out on there to see our picks for the week. Um, now we're going to get into the Vikings here. All right. Um, another K-Fan thing, uh, Paul Allen, I, a lot of you know that uh, I've been listening to my show for a while. Um, I listen to K-Fan every morning. So, um Adam Thielen, wide receiver for the Vikings, uh, he was on K-Fan after the, the loss to the Eagles in Week 2, and he said, quote, It gave us more confidence when we saw uh, how guys reacted to a tough loss. You didn't see coaches yelling at players. You didn't see any negativity after the game. Uh, it was just guys trying to figure out how to get better, end quote. Now that that's really nice, because uh, if Zimmer was still here after that loss, um, or even you know even during the game, uh, there would be coaches just freaking out. Um, 
Zimmer would have been pissed off at at the world. Um, but with this new regime, it's not that taste anymore. It's not that fear-based culture anymore. Uh, so it's it's really nice um, to know that the players know that they're not having to, uh, I don't know, walk on eggshells, I guess, um, if, if they lose. So um, just kind of, you know, a, a step back. You know, work to work to get forward in the next game, and then uh, we 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 kind of saw that this week against the Lions. So, um, another thing is, I I recently heard something, or someone bring this up uh, on you know they a small um, Vikings Facebook page that I follow, and then uh, after shortly after that, I heard it, you know. Um, publicly, like on NFL Fox NFL Game Day or something like that, uh, or the news or something. So it, it kind of spread pretty pretty fast. Um, but it, it's you know how how can the Vikings continue to give players the number eighty four? Um, uh, me along with other people that have heard about uh put their two cents in about this is. We feel like it's kind of a slap in the face to one of, if not the best player of the franchise in Randy Moss. Um, I just... There's... I don't know. It, it's kind of the same, but it's not with the Timberwolves and Kevin Garnett. Um, but, uh, you know, a few episodes ago, uh, I did cover why the reason why KG's number is not retired um so maybe there's some kind of reason um that no one knows about why number 84 is not retired but I just think that the franchise needs to um retire this number in in honor of Randy Moss he's like I said one of if not the best players of the franchise uh, it, it, I say we retire the number 84 and put it up in the rafters. I don't understand why they keep giving people number 84. And another thing is, I don't know how players can take to that number. And I don't know. It, it, it kind of feels like it's disrespect, but, uh, and, and no disrespect to the players that, do take that number you know Irv Smith I'm not saying they're not good players obviously they're not as good as Randy Moss was but I'm not not disrespecting the players that do take that number I'm just saying how can you take that number knowing you know who who the real 84 was you know I if it was me I if they offered 84 I'd be like no I'm not taking that number that's Randy Moss why why isn't it retired I'll you know I'll pick any other number. I'm not I cannot wear that number 84. And I I I just want to know the mindset of the players that do take that number. I I just don't it just doesn't understand. I don't understand it. So um yeah, that's kind of my two cents and uh hopefully hopefully in the near future we see that number 84 in the rafters and no one else wears it anymore.
So. Takes the snap, straight drop. He's going to fire right. Yes! T.J. Osborne! You're so cold-blooded! Touchdown! And the Vikings have taken a 27-24 lead. All right, now we're going to get into the Minnesota-Detroit uh, recap and box store stats. Uh, so I'll start off with the box store uh, passing uh, for the Lions, Jared Goff went 25 for 41, 277 yards, one touchdown, one pitch. Kirk Cousins went 24 for 41, 260 yards, and two touchdowns, no picks. Um, rushing, uh, Delvin Cook led the way for the Vikings, 17 carries, 96 yards, one touchdown. The Lions, uh, Jamal Williams led the Lions 20 carries, 87 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, receiving, um, TJ Hawkinson uh, had the only touchdown with uh, three receptions, 18 yards. Uh, and then Josh Reynolds, 96 yards. Amon Ross St. Brown, 73 yards. Um, that's really about it uh, for the Vikings. Uh, receiving KJ Osborne led the Vikings five receptions, 73 yards, one touchdown. Uh, Adam Thielen was next, uh, six receptions, 61 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, Jefferson, he's kind of in a slump here. Uh, he only had three receptions for 14 yards. Um, <laughs> hopefully, he can get out of that slump. Um, defense, um, sack, or, uh, interceptions. Josh Metellus had an interception right there at the end to kind of seal the game. Um, sacks, uh, we did not sack Jared Goff at all this game. Uh, Jordan Hicks led the team with tackles with, uh, 10 tackles. Uh, Josh Metellus also had 10 Cam Dantzler had seven. Eric Hendricks was uh, five. Uh, Patrick Peterson also with five. I definitely thought Eric Hendricks was going to lead uh, in tackles for the Vikings uh, with uh, Harrison Smith out in this game. Uh, but Jordan Hicks uh, had, had ten. He stepped up and so did Josh Metellus in Harry the Hitman's spot. So... Um, with the Lions, um, Alex Anzalone led the Lions in tackles with nine, and he had a sack as well. Um, that is the only sack it looks like they got on Turk Cousins. Um, and then Amani Arue had seven tackles. Uh, we'll get into that later. He also had, I think, six penalties on that guy. Um, Malcolm Rodriguez also had seven. Juju Hughes had five. Uh, that's about it. Uh, hit returns. Justin Jackson for the Lions, three for 60. Punt returns. Khalif Raymond, two for 23 for the Lions. And the Lions kicking. Austin Siebert. Uh, the t- see, now, the kicking was weird in this game. Um, bo- both kickers, it, it was just weird. Um, so Austin Seibert for the Lions went one for three, uh, and that, that, you know, that's 33%. Uh, the Laundress is 40, 
Um, it's he missed. Uh, I know he missed a fifty-six yarder. I, I don't remember what the other one was. Um, punting Jack Fox for the Lions uh, had three punts for one hundred thirty-four yards, one in the twenty. And then we go to the Vikings. Um, kick returns Nwandu had five for f- uh, 115. Punt returns Jalen Rager had two for 20. And kicking for us, Greg Joseph, zero for two. He laid a deuce egg. Um, <laughs> but he nailed the extra points. So that that's that's good. Um, punting Ryan Wright, uh, Three for 156, one in the 20. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's the box store of that game. Uh, the Lions actually led time of possession, uh, 34 minutes and four seconds uh, over the Vikings, which were 25 minutes and 56 seconds. Um, the Lions had seven penalties for 59 yards, and the Vikings only had three penalties for 15 yards. So that is really nice to see there. Um, total plays, Vikings had 67, Lions had 76. Uh, fourth down efficiency for the Lions. Man, was that working for them. Four for six, and we uh, the Vikings went one for two. Uh, third down efficiency was a little different uh the Lions went three for 16 and the Vikings were two for nine uh and then the first downs the Vikings had 30 first downs to the Lions 23 so um so I'm next I'm just going to go over my uh, the the notes I took during the game um I've been taking notes during the game recently so um i'll just go over those so first i i I wrote uh you know these lines are not the same lines we are used to seeing you know in the past years uh dan campbell has this team in a really good spot and and this team is tough um so i i knew it wasn't going to be a cakewalk uh against this lines team so and, and it definitely wasn't um both kickers missed field goals in each of their first drives. Um, the Lions' next drive after that, which included a fourth down conversion, uh, ended with a rushing touchdown by Jamal Williams, putting the, the Lions up 7-0. Uh, then KOC, uh, Kevin O'Connell, got Delvin Cook going early like he said he wanted to. Um, yeah. He, he made a mistake not getting him going in that Eagles game. Only had six rushes in that game. Um, Delvin had more rushing yards than he did last week in the first quarter in this game. Uh, the Lions were two for two on fourth down conversions in the first quarter. On uh, the end of the first quarter ended Detroit 7, Minnesota 0. Uh, and then over a minute into the second quarter... Uh, Jared Goff found a wide-open TJ Hawkinson for a Lions touchdown to put them up by two touchdowns, 14-0. Irv Smith uh, had a beautiful diving catch for a first down. Uh, Good bounce back uh, to last week where he had all those drops. 
Uh, and then a little under nine minutes left in the half, Kirk Cousins finds Adam Thielen for a one-yard passing touchdown, which is Thielen's 50th career touchdown. Uh, that brings the score to 14-7 to Detroit. Five minutes left in the half. Lions go for it on fourth and two, and the Vikings finally stop them. Turnover on downs. Third and six for Vikings. Cousin has KJ Osborne wide open for a touchdown, but Kirk overthrew him. Oh. The next play, the Vikings go for it on fourth and convert it with a pass to Thielen. Then a minute 20 left in the half. Delvin Cook runs it four yards for a touchdown. Game tied 14 to 14. And that is the score for halftime. Uh, some halftime stats were Delvin Cook with 51 yards and a touchdown. Kirk Cousins 13 for 22 for 19, 119 yards, one touchdown. And Adam Thielen had four receptions, 36 yards, and one touchdown. We go for to the third quarter. Lions go for another fourth down conversion in the third quarter. Four for five at this point. 8.40 left in the third quarter. Lions kick a 40-yard field goal, and they make it 17-14 Lions. Late in the third quarter, Greg Joseph kicks a 56-yarder, misses it wide right. Uh, a little over two minutes into the, th- a little over two minutes in third, Jamal Williams uh, rushes for a touchdown, which puts the Lions up by d- double digits again, 24 to 14. 48 seconds left in the third, Delvin Cook fumbles the ball, and Detroit recovers, uh, and Delvin goes to the tent as he was holding his arm and his shoulder. Uh, I did hear that it. It is his shoulder. Um, I'm just. I'm hoping that it's. He's not gonna miss any time. Hopefully, he can you know just ice it. It's just not something serious. Um, so he did not return to the game after that. Um, so at the end of the third quarter, Detroit was up 24 to 14. Uh, early in the fourth quarter, they announced that Dalvin Cook has been ruled out for the game. So Madison takes over. Uh, 7.50 left to go in the fourth. Alexander Madison rushes for a touchdown for six yards. Uh, so the score goes to 24-21 to 21 Detroit. 3.34 left in the game. Lines go for it on fourth and one, and the Vikings stop them again. Turnover on downs. That was a huge stop for the defense. Uh, the Lions four for six on fourth down conversions. Uh, side note, number 24, um, at the time I thought it was five calls, um, but I did see he had six calls, six penalties, uh, and I think four or five of them, or if not all of them, were for illegal contact. Um, I just, it was crazy that he got that many. Um, and then 224 left. Uh, Vikings have to go for it on fourth and eight, uh, and this this should have been another illegal contact call on number twenty four of the Lions again, um, but no call and incomplete pass, turnover on downs. Thielen was 
absolutely irate. He was freaking out. I I don't blame him. After the replay, it was just completely obvious, and it was just a no call. And I. Ugh. So then, at the two minute warning, Zadarius Smith goes down hurt. I haven't heard anything on him. Uh, if he's all right, uh, I did hear someone say he did return to the game. So that's that's a good sign. Uh, so and then with a minute 14 left, uh, fourth down, Lions miss a 54-yard field goal. Vikings ball down by three with no timeouts. 45 seconds left. Kirk Cousins finds KJ Osborne for a 28-yard touchdown to put the Vikings out front. That's the game winner right there. You heard it uh, right before this recap. Uh, I played the Paul Allen bit, uh, his call on that that play. Um, remember, KJ Osborne had a game-winning touchdown last season uh, for against the the Panthers. I believe it was in overtime. Uh, so don't, don't sleep on KJ, man. Um, it was, that was a good play. He, he was like wide open too. It was kind of, it was probably the same play that, uh, Kirk overthrew him in earlier in the game. Um, so that puts the Vikings up 28 to 24, uh, Lions with no timeouts. They need a touchdown to, uh, to win. Um, then Jared Goff uh, puts up a Hail Mary. Uh, the first one, Josh Metellus should have had it, uh, should have picked it off. The net, the right next play, Jared Goff puts up another Hail Mary, and this time Josh Metellus grabs it, intercepts it, which seals the win for the Vikings. Final score, Detroit 24, Minnesota 28. And... That was that was a nail biter, um, man. Hey fellas, when we talked on Tuesday of this last week, right, we knew we knew that we didn't play our best ball last week. But not only did we have to persevere a week of preparation where you guys prepared your asses off but I saw the look in your eye all week long that no matter what the f- happened out there today we were going to come in here for the second time with this feeling right here all right it's addicting man to come in here with you guys and see these looks on your faces knowing you just earned that against a good football team we're going to play again all right there are all kinds of things we can do better across the board but what I love the most that is adversity hit we could have checked out. We could have looked across and said, no, you know what? We're doing our thing today, but they ain't doing their job. Not one f***ing time. Is that right? So, yeah, yeah. We're 2-0 in the division, and we're 2-0 at home, but we just learned a whole f***ing lot more about our team and our heart than that right there. Okay? So lock this away. We got a hell of a week ahead of us. We're traveling to a different continent to take this flag, this belief, this understanding of who the f- we are as a football team and go on the road with this thing. All right, you guys with me? Kirk, get a break down. 
man, these locker room speeches of KOCs, oh, they, they don't get any better than that, man. <laughs> I I have goosebumps literally my even on my legs that I've you know I've listened to that already and on Facebook, uh, the Vikings Facebook where they posted that video. They even said, this video is going to make you want to run through a brick wall. And that is exactly the feeling that I had after hearing our head coach in that speech, man. (laughs) I hope we have many more of those to come uh, this season because that was just uh, (laughs) awesome. I I absolutely loved that locker room speech. (laughs) Um, But it kind of... To go over uh, after the game here, I, I I liked that we finally got Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne going in this game uh, as Jefferson was doubled all game, and he, he's kind of fallen into a two-game slump here. Um, both Thielen and Osborne uh, had touchdowns, including the game-winning touchdown for KJ. Um, it, it was a very good team win. Um and come back uh, to come back down double digits uh, twice in this game and pull out the win is is huge. Um, so let hopefully we we just keep building from this. Um, next week is gonna be really tough, um, just because um, we're traveling across the pond. We're gonna be in London where the the time zone is completely different. Uh, and it's going to be a really long plane ride for, for the whole team. Uh, so kind of jet lag, maybe, <laughs> um, probably going to take a lot out of everyone. So, uh, I heard that the, the, well, at least the Vikings are, I think their plane takes off, uh, Thursday. Um, so the, they'll, they'll have some time to, uh, can get their feet on the ground uh, before Sunday, um, and that game is uh, at 8:30 in the morning, um, our time here in Minnesota. Uh, so we'll have to wake up early to watch that game. I'm not quite sure what time it'll be over in London, uh, but I do know it'll be 8:30 here in Minnesota. So, um, uh, New, yeah, New Orleans. Um, Last I heard, Jameis Winston is uh, kind of banged up. He aggravated his ankle injury, I think. Uh, and there's something else that um, is bothering him as well. So we'll see how um, how he is uh, against the Vikings here and uh, see how we respond after another divisional win. Um, hopefully we can get another another win here. Um, and, and like I said, hopefully, you know, that Eagles loss, hopefully it brought us down to reality and now we're on the right track. Hopefully we're on the right track. Now we won a game after that. Hopefully we just keep, keep it going. Um, so kind of in closing, uh, it's, it's still too early for me to feel a certain way about this team. Uh, week one, we were that explosive exciting team we all hoped uh, and then we completely fell apart in the, the week two loss uh, and then we have to come back from behind in week three against the lions uh, i i just feel like this team is still figuring stuff out with everything being new 
uh, and I'm just hoping it gets better, uh, kind of like I, what I just said. Um, if we want to get to the ultimate goal, uh, we we have to play better, in my honest opinion. Uh, I, I know we are 2-1, but uh, I honestly think we need to get better on all sides of the ball uh, in order to make it all the way. Um, I know every team, every coach, uh, a lot of players, they always say there, there's, we always have work to do. It, yeah, it, that, that, that is true. There's not a single team, a single person, uh, a single thing in this world that is absolutely perfect. So you just got to keep trying to get better and better and better. So, um, and there, there's obvious, uh, things that we need to work on, um, because if we don't work on those things, another team is going to be better at those things and stopping those things. And they're going to know, uh, our flaws. So we, we just got to be better, uh, if we want to make it all the way, um, it might just be common sense. I might people are probably gonna be like, "Well, yeah, duh," but that that, that is kind of my rant. <laughs> so, uh, kind of a longer episode this time, but that is all I got for this one. Uh, thanks for tuning in, uh, and don't don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to the show on social media, and share the show to anyone that's a Vikings fan, Wolves fan, or just a sports fan in general. All right, see you in the next episode. See ya.